Hey, Tony, I've got yeah. a multiple choice question for you. Okay, shoot. This is like the SATs. You have to determine Ooh. which one doesn't belong. Which one of these is not like the others? And they're going to be four acronyms. Don't ask what that is. You'll figure it out. Ready? IRA. IRS. REM. Or RMD. I'll say them again. IRA. IRS. REM. And RMD. And when we come right back. I want you to give me your answer. All right. This is Dolphin Financial Radio, a show about planning your retirement. When you are young, financial decisions are easy. You aren't worried too much about the future, and you know you have plenty of time on your side. However, as you get older, the financial decisions get more difficult. Eventually, you reach the age where you face decisions about employment, home buying, raising a family, and college planning. Your financial success is often determined by how you handle the many curveballs thrown your way and by how much you are saving for retirement. Before you know it, you are within 10 years, 5 years, and then 1 year of retiring. At this point, you'll be facing new and different financial challenges. You'll worry if you have enough money to last through retirement. You'll be concerned about health care and longevity. You'll want to make sure your retirement is everything you always dreamed it would be. These are the retirement challenges that we will address each week on this show. Regardless of how far you are from retirement, it's time to listen in as we begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group here in sunny Clearwater. Alongside me is Tony Shore, my sidekick today. We're going to be talking about a topic, but before we get into that topic, I want to see which one Tony chose in my little multiple choice quiz. Tony, what do you think? So, okay, the choices were IRA, IRS, um, RMD, REM, uh, and which which one doesn't belong? Yes, which question. one doesn't belong? Uh, that would be REM, which stands for rapid eye movement. <clears throat> Wrong. It's the only non-financial one in the group, right? I think when I'm dealing on with you on the radio, it's always REM because it's you put me right to sleep. <laughs> and rapid eye movement, I think, is one of the stages of sleep. So it is. <sighs> it is REM sleep. Yeah. Oh, well, I know right. all. Ab- I know all about it. But I think it's reverse. <laughs> I'm usually sleeping. You're usually alive and awake. Exactly. So you should have picked. You should have assumed REM. But you're right. Let's let's take this quiz a step further because today's topic is going to be RMDs. Do we know? What RMD stands for? I do, I do, I do. What does Over it stand here, for? My hand is raised. Oh boy! It stands for really massive donut. Okay, listeners, here we go again. Tony's <laughs> on a roll. <laughs> a roll? Get it? I'm on a roll. Oh gosh! I'm butter. All right. We're not going to talk about donut holes because that's Medicare discussion. We're going to talk about <laughs> RMD, really massive donut. Tony, is that no. what you're going with? Uh, well. <laughs> Uh, it sounds appetizing, doesn't it? It is. It does sound appetizing, but in actuality, RMD refers to required minimum distributions. 
the bane of the existence of IRA holders, which stands for Individual Retirement Account. And those RMDs are required by the IRS, Internal Revenue Service. You are right, REM doesn't belong, although some might argue talking with you it does, but we're going (laughs) to go. So today's topic is going to be RMDs, Required Minimum Distributions. And we're going to talk about what they are, the rules, the penalties, what you can do, what the tax implications are, and some, most importantly, some tips on what to do with these things. Right. And I'm sure some of our listeners are out there, who cares what that is? That doesn't sound like it applies to me, but that's what today's show is about why this is important. And I know you're going to dig into that, but I have to go back to something you just said that, um, you know, the FCC, we've got to be careful what we say. I know you have uh, a lot of uh, different uh, compliance uh, departments, uh, being a financial advisor, plus uh, we're, we're on the air, so the FCC regulates this. And something you said uh, almost sounded like uh, kind of like a, a dirty word there. You said uh, IRA holders. Uh, it just sounds wrong. Uh, so let's not let's not put it that way. You are on a roll today, but you did <laughs> remind me of something. You're I'm like right. butter. I'm like butter. We are going to be talking about tax implications today. So with that, I'm going to bring on one of my children named Zachary to do a quick statement on my take on taxes and Dolphin Financial Group's role with regard to tax advice. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. This podcast is informational purposes only and is not intended to provide tax or accounting advice. Okay. So now that you all know that I'm not a tax, we're not giving tax advice today. We're giving some strategies on financial planning and required minimum distributions. Tony, do you know what a required minimum distribution is? I do because I've been listening, Dan, to what you've been saying in the past. Oh, come on. Come on. Uh, Already? All right. Tell me, what is it? So a required minimum distribution is because of IRS codes. They say if you have this tax deferred money in these tax deferred accounts like 401ks, IRAs, any type of tax deferred retirement account, once you hit age 70 and a half, because they're crazy at the IRS, uh, then you have to start taking money out because they want you to start paying taxes on that money. Is that right? That's right. A required minimum distribution is a withdrawal from a tax deferred account, like an IRA or a 401k, money you never paid taxes on, they're deferring it. And the IRS says, all right, you've hit a certain age. Welcome. We want our tax revenue. So you are required to take money out. But here's something that's going to blow your mind, Tony. You ready? I'm ready. You don't have to be 70 and a half to have an RMD requirement. What? (laughs) Yeah. Mind blown. Everybody (laughs) I've always talked to, and I've talked to a uh, one or two financial advisors in my day, they always say you, ha- you have to start taking RMDs once you turn 70 and a half. That's not true? That is true on your own IRAs. However, what if you inherit an IRA from dear old grandma or your Ooh. mom? Fingers crossed, right? It's an inherited IRA and there are required distributions for that based on your life. So if you're 40 years old and um, you inherit an IRA, you're required to start taking minimum distributions from that account. No matter how old, 
not no matter how old the person who you inherited it from was. Right. So if you're planning to leave my one, the Zachary who just did uh, any any listeners planning to leave him an IRA, he'll have to take uh, distributions out, even uh, though he hasn't reached double digits in age yet. Mm. Interesting, huh? Yeah. That is interesting. It's just because what happens is, you know, you want to delay, and then if you pass away, the IRS is like, well, we're not going to, we're never going to see tax revenue on that. That she just gave her IRA to an eight year old. Oh, um, I see. So they why. don't want okay. you. Right. So when you inherit an IRA, sense. it's actually listed on your account as um, it, it names the person who was the original IRA holder. So it'll but there say, are strategies to minimize that tax burden and ways to avoid these types of uh, situations, right? Well, no. Here's the di- well, you can right. So we'll get to that. But in ter- in general, though, the uh, required minimum distributions are required, and you're not going to be avoiding them anytime soon. So um, let me just get a little bit more detail on these. These are going to be um, tax deferred accounts, and they're going to be required for traditional IRAs and 401ks and um, but they're not required for Roth IRAs so you'll, we're going to use that term as well so you might have a Roth IRA and you can send that down to little Johnny and uh, you avoid the required minimum distributions there however um, here's the deal Roth IRAs are you don't have to take required minimum distributions but Roth 401ks, did you know that you can have a Roth 401k? That's another one. So let me explain what these are. So an IRA is something you put um, pre-tax dollars in. Typically, you, you it's like a salary you get and you put money aside from your salary into your paycheck, goes into your 401k. You didn't pay tax on that. So that is now a qualified 401k. You could do the same on your own. Hey, I'm going to put $6,000 this year away in my IRA. I never pay tax on it. You're going to pay taxes when they require you to take it out, 70 and a half. Now, you can have a Roth account in which you put after-tax dollars in. Then you don't have to take required minimum distributions from that. But I will say this, Tony. You can have a Roth IRA. You can also have a Roth 401k. If you're in a Roth 401k, you still have to take required minimum distributions from it. So it's only the Roth IRAs, of course. Oh, I see. So, so okay, let's stop there for a minute because I did not know that. That's a fact I didn't know before. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners uh, didn't as well. Uh, let's reiterate that. Uh, you kind of went over that fast. So I always thought that if you have a Roth uh, IRA or Roth account, uh, that you didn't have to take required minimum distributions. But now... There's more than just Roth IRAs. There's Roth 401ks. That's right. Uh, where your money goes in after tax, so it mm-hmm. grows, it it grows tax free, and you can take it out tax free. But you, there still are required minimum distributions on Roth 401ks. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Unless you're still working, or oh, okay. and you're not a five percent owner. So. Um, if you just happen to have a Roth 401k and you're working, you're not required to take an RMD. But if you retire, they still require it. So that's when I you might say, why, let's, make, let's roll tax. it into an own IRA. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. So um, because they don't want people just sitting it, plopping it at work and not touching it. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. um, um, and when do you have to take your requirement and distributions? Do you know, Tony? Um, I always just heard when you turn 70 and a half. Okay. Definitely. Like so year. the year you turn 70 and a half, do you, is there a time limit as to when you have to take it? 
I assume there is because there's all sorts of rules and regulations that the, <laughs> the lovely and wonderful IRS uh, <laughs> bestows upon us. That's true. Um, you have to take it by December 31st each year. So you have to take it that calendar year, mm-hmm. except there's a one exception, and that's the first year. So they really of make it Of course there are exceptions. Why well, wouldn't there be? Because I, I it complicates like one, it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I like this one because people forget. People don't realize because you're never forced to take from your IRA your whole life. And then all of a sudden you turn 70 and a half or whatever that number is. Like, why do they choose that? You yeah. Know? That's I don't always even want to know. Question. Yeah. So that's the year. And so then you have to determine, well, when do you turn 70 and a half? What if you're born in August? All right. Well, all right, so August is eight and then six months. That's four. Wait a sec. So you might be, you know, 70 and a half in January. So you have to take it that year. Right. So let's say. The first year, the year you turn seven and a half, you have to take it by December 31st, but they give you until April Fool's Day on that first year. So you always have to take your required minimum distributions every year by the end of the year, calendar year, December 31st, except that first time they give you an extra four or three months. You have to take it by April Fool's Day because just remember, you were a fool. You missed it, but they don't penalize you because you're getting it done that first year. But then after that, they don't let you take it uh, past December 31st or else Uh, you get hit with a penalty. And when you say penalty, uh, what type of penalty are we talking about here? Big league, as our presidents would say, bigly penalty, huge penalty, huge. It's one of the biggest penalties in the IRS code. Uh Oh, it must be big then because there's some there's some hefty ones. What what kind of penalty is it? 50%, 50% 50%, 50% penalty. What? All right. So imagine those this, greed heads. Picture they this. They want it all, don't they? <laughs> totally. Um, let's say your, your RMD for the year was $10,000. Okay. So you were supposed to take out $10,000 the year you turned 70 and a half and you forgot to do it. And then April Fool's Day rolls around and you still forgot. The government's going to say, hey, Tony. You were supposed to take 10000 out. You didn't. Shame on you. First things first, here's a $5,000 penalty. Boom. Pay it. Ouch. Second wow. thing, take out the ten grand. Boom. Pay taxes on all of it because it's uh, IRA. You never pay taxes on it. Wow. That could cripple your financial situation instantly then. Yeah, that could wreck your retirement plan. Can I have my $5,000 back, please? <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. No. No. And God forbid you have to take the 5000 out of your IRA because you just don't have 5000 sitting around. You have to pay taxes on that, too. Wow. <laughs> so the required minimum distribution has the word minimum in it because that's what the minimum amount you have to take. You could take more if you want, but that's the minimum. So how is this calculated? There's this, there's this formula. There's a table. And oh it's, ba- it's a universal table. And you just look at it and says, when you're 71, this is the number. When you're 76, this is the number. And eventually what you'll notice as you look at this is the percentage of your IRA that you have to take out goes up as you age. They want their money. So eventually, I think it, the, the, the table goes up to 115, and you have to take out like 60% of your IRA that year. So they don't force you to liquidate your entire IRA. It's always a percentage of what's in there. But it's a percentage of what's in where. Where do you have to take? the IRAs, uh, the required minimum distribution from. This is where it gets interesting. You take it from the IRA. Right. You got to take it from, but what if you have a couple of IRAs? 
Ah. Ah. Uh-huh. So a lot of people have a couple of IRAs, a 401k, a Roth. Mm-hmm. So what, where do you pull that money from? That's you have to right. pull the same amount from all of them or can you split it up? How does that work? Well, you can. So <clears throat> you could do, so what, what you'll see is your custodian or the person holding the money will send you an RMD letter every year. They call it a fair market value letter, F, 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 FMV letter. And you get those at in the beginning of the year. So you're probably going to get them now. And it's going to say, here's what your account was worth last year on December 31st. So that so it timestamps it and says, your account was worth $100,000 on December 31st of 2018. That means your required minimum distribution for 2019 is going to be based on that number. So there's the formula. You take that number and you throw it in the formula and it tells you what your required minimum distribution is. So every IRA custodian will give you one of these. Your 401k will give you one of these and say, here's what you what your value is. And they should also, if they're nice, tell you, here's what your required minimum distribution is. And so you could take the distribution from each one of those accounts. However, let's say you have three IRAs and one has a 2000 distribution required. One has another, another one has 2000 and the third one has $1,000 distribution. You could theoretically add those all up and say, I need to take $5,000 out of my IRAs. I'm going to take it just from one and I'm going to leave the others untouched. So there's a strategy there. You, you Maybe you go, you pick on the underperforming one um, or you just, you know, make it easy. You don't feel like cutting three checks from three different places. You just do one check from one. So that's you. So to answer your question uh, or answer the question I asked you that you didn't know the answer to, you could take it from all or none or one. You have to take it from somewhere. The IRS doesn't care as long as they get their money. They don't care which one you take it from. Although there is a rule in the code that says you should take it like to like. So technically a 401k and an IRA, you can't, you should separate those. But if you're retired, you can roll your 401k into an IRA and make everything easy. But again, you got to take it based on the total account value of all of your IRAs and you can pull it from just one. Oh, by the way, let's say you run the calculation and you messed up or even better. Let's say the IRA company that you're working with didn't give you a letter or they gave you the wrong information. They said, you know what, Tony, you have to take 2000 when in fact it was 3000. They screwed up. They gave you the wrong information and you said, well, look at IRS. Hey, they told me I only had to take two, and and so that's what I took. Can you help me out here? What do you think the IRS would say? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, come on, Tony. A, a one-word answer. Oh, exactly. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. It's your own fault. So it's your individual retirement account, so you're the one responsible. Not the custodian, not your Aunt Tessie. It's you. You're the one that has to make the right withdrawal. But if we have a great financial planner, someone we can trust, someone like yourself, Dan Wendell of Dolphin Financial, uh, then uh, we have help and you will guide us so these mistakes will not be made and keep us on track, correct? That's right. I'm looking at my list of things I want to say and I'm realizing, man, there's a lot of stuff that I got to cover here. Wow. This is interesting. And I, who thought yeah. I, uh, RMDs would be so interesting? Um, okay. Certainly not me. <laughs> so we know that uh, a, a RMD is required on taxable accounts, meaning everything you take out is going to be taxed. 100% of it's going to be taxed, right? So how is it taxed? Well, tax is ordinary income for the most part. Mm. Um, so people say, well, what if I, you know, if I have to take 10000 out, I have to pay taxes. Um, 
what do I do? Do I put that money aside and pay the IRS? You can actually have the, um, when you get the check, you can have taxes withheld like you would a paycheck. So you can request, hey, can you hold withhold 12% for taxes? I'd appreciate it, thanks. And so you'll get less of a check. The IRS gets their money. So you can do that. Now, what can you do with these required minimum distributions? You're going to take them whether you like it or not, right? There's just no two ways around it. Whether you need the money or not. Of course, a lot of people are out there saying, why wouldn't I want to take money out of my account? I'm going to need it to live on in retirement. But a lot of folks uh, may not need all of that at that point in their life. And so they want to let it grow Mm-hmm. to pass on or something. Right. So you say, oh, I don't need, I don't need 10,000. I only need eight. Can I just leave the other two in there? No, no, you can't. But all right. So you can reinvest, you can spend, you can give it to charity or you can convert. So let me just go through those quick. First, reinvest. You can, let's say you, you, you're invested in the stock market. You really like what you have. Um, you want to stick with the, the, the purchases. You just can't, you just can't let it sit there. You have to take it out pay the taxes, and you can't roll it right back into that IRA because that's not, because that's not, you know, you then you effectively haven't taken anything out. You have to move it to a non-IRA account. And then you can reinvest it in whatever you like, except now it's going to be after-tax money you're investing. So um, don't fall victim to the idea of, oh, I'm just going to take it out and put it right back in. Uh, that doesn't work. Um, <clears throat> you could spend it. That's what a lot of people do. Here's what's interesting, Tony, is I do a lot of income planning. That's my specialty, retirement income planning. So I'll do a spreadsheet of here's what your income is going to be every year for the next 30 years. And people like that because they could say, oh, look at this, my income, you know, we can add inflation and so forth. It's income planning one-on-one, right? So they start to look at it and what people see is, hey, you know, I said I wanted, you know, $50,000 of income a year. How come when I'm 70, all of a sudden you're giving me 65. Like, why are you bumping my income up so much? I, I, you know, not that I'm complaining to get more income, but I don't need a huge bump like that. And then I say, I'm not bumping it up. The IRS is. You're required to take money out of your, um, of your IRAs. I'm just calculating what the minimum is and adding it to you. And look at that minimum is quite bigger than you expected. So that's a big surprise for a lot of people. So um, but you're right. A lot. Most people that I work with spend their IRA money. They 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 were distributions. So what you can do is say, all right, I don't want a big jump at 70. Maybe I'd rather have a bigger jump at 65 when I'm younger and can do a lot more stuff with it and help. Right. So you can plan your RMDs to be what they need to be later on by taking income out prior to if you want. So um, keep that in mind. Yeah. So Um, obviously uh, we want to make sure we're doing what's right, but I know uh, a big part of this is taxes. And and you gave the disclosure earlier, you're not a a tax preparer or CPA, but you work alongside CPAs. And I know that you have a lot of strategies regarding retirement income planning with things like IRAs and tax deferred accounts to minimize that tax burden when we do pull it out, right? Exactly. That's a great point, Tony. Taxes are a big factor, especially on the other two, charities and conversions. So let's talk about charities for start. Now, a lot of people give to charity and they used to write it off as an itemized deduction on their taxes. I gave $500 to Goodwill. Let me write that off as a $500 on my taxes. But with the Trump um, tax of 2017, the changes are we've doubled our, uh, the, um, we've doubled the write-off that everyone gets, the 
personal exemption deduction. So it went from say 12,000 a couple to 24,000. So now there's not going to be as much itemized deductions anymore because the deduction that everyone gets, the standard deduction that everyone gets is doubled. And so what's going to happen is people are going to say, well, I'm going to, I want to donate to charity, but now um, it doesn't make sense because I can't write it off on taxes. Now they'll still donate hopefully, but they won't get the tax write off unless they go from their IRA. So if you have an RMD of a thousand bucks and you say, I don't, really want the money. I mean, I do, but I'd rather give it to charity. You can do a direct transfer from your IRA directly to that charity and it comes right off your taxes. You don't pay taxes on it. So you're satisfying the required minimum distribution from the government, but you're giving it directly to charity and you don't pay taxes on it. How good is that? So that's a strategy that a lot of people do. Yeah, that's a great strategy. That's called QCDs or Qualified Charitable Deductions. We so, have a lot of acronyms today, don't that's we? That's right. Well, exactly. And um, because we're an acronym-friendly environment. Do you have a problem with that? No, no. Okay. All right. So I thought lay QCD off. Lay stood off, for, I thought QCD stood for quality cheese dog, but no. Uh, now you're stretching it. it. I got another one for you. You can An acronym you can do. <laughs> QLAC. QLAC. Oh, QLAC. Yeah. Q-L-A-C. What does mm-hmm. that stand for? Q-L-A-C. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's a tough one right there. It it stands for Qualified Longevity. Con- ready? Qualified Longevity Annuity Contract. Oh, what does that Ooh. mean? A lot this of words. Is, um, uh, all um, I heard this- is words. <laughs> qualified Longevity Annuity Contract. What this does is allows you to delay your RMDs as well by buying a annuity contract that you can push out until uh, age 85. So you can use your IRA, buy this, and say, I'm not going to take income from it until I'm 85, and then I'm going to guarantee myself an income stream later. And during that time, while that's sitting there from age 70 and a half to 85, it's not counted toward your required minimum distribution. So you can let it sit and grow and not touch it and not have to take money out of it. Oh, nice. Uh-huh, right? So that's yeah. an interesting one. But let's talk about conversions because that's the big one. And I think it's really important that we touch upon it today because of the tax situation that we're faced today. So we talked earlier that Roth IRAs, you don't have to take minimum distributions from. And you don't pay taxes on the gains that you make in a Roth. So ideally, everyone would have a Roth. You have your money growing tax-free and you don't have to ever take it out if you don't want to. Um, if it's a traditional Roth IRA. Um, so how do you go about getting a Roth IRA? Well, you can contribute to a Roth IRA after tax dollars. You can do it, you know, this year, uh, as long as your income is below a certain level, but you can say, I'm going to add $6,000 to a Roth IRA. You pay the taxes, you put 6,000 in a Roth, and then that 6,000, when you take it out later in life, it's, you don't pay taxes on it because you already did. And any gains on it, you don't pay taxes. So if you turn that 6,000 into 600,000, that's tax free. That's good. Wow, that is good. Now you might say, "Well, I don't. I'm 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 retired. I'm 62 years old. I'm done. I don't have any money. I can't contribute. I need I, I need earned income to contribute to a Roth. What, what do I do? Well, you can take your existing IRA, traditional IRA, 401k, and convert it to a Roth. So what you're effectively doing is saying, "Hey, that hundred thousand that I have in my IRA." I'd like to make that a Roth, please, so I don't have to pay taxes on it. 
what you would do is you would pay taxes that year on it and then you would be done paying taxes on it forever. So you're not avoiding the taxes, you're paying the taxes now to avoid taxes in the future, not only on the whatever you have in there, but the growth. Now, does it make sense? And the, and the question becomes, does that make sense? It's a personal choice, it's a mathematical choice, but the real two main reasons why you might are number one, taxes, and number two, flexibility. Flexibility is easy. Hey, I'd rather have the ability to take Roth distributions when I want, not when I'm required. I want to, you know, if I'm short on cash and I want to take money out tax-free, there it is. And the government's not going to tell me to ever touch it if I don't want to. So the flexibility is easy. The taxes are the tricky part because you have to kind of guess which way taxes are going. Are taxes cheaper, are going to be lower now, or are they going to be lower in the future when I'm taking the money out? That's the big question. Now, typically they would be higher in the future, especially now that we have a, uh, a slight tax break this year. That's right. Right now we've have, we have some pretty low taxes for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, 10%, 12%, the, the 15% tax brackets down to 12. So that's a big drop. That's a 20% drop. So now's the time to start thinking about this. And I'll give you a personal story. My wife and I, when we moved to Florida years ago, we both left our jobs to start new jobs in Florida. So when we left our jobs, we were unemployed for a little bit there. And so our income the year we moved was really low because we weren't working. And so we were living off savings, which wasn't taxable. So at that point, my wife worked for Pepsi. We looked at her IRA at Pepsi 401k. We rolled it into an IRA and then we converted it to a Roth that year. Ah, and the smart. reason why we did that is because our tax liability was so low. We figured, why not pay taxes on this money now, so that we don't, so that whatever this grows to in the future, we won't pay taxes on. So we took advantage of that life situation that uh, really benefited us tax-wise. So now, not everyone's going to be unemployed, but as you retire or you have low income that first year of retirement. And the fact, couple that with the fact that the current tax laws are extremely low, historically speaking, odds are, and I don't know what's going to happen, but odds are the tax rates will go up in the future for the same level of income. So why not consider paying the taxes now? Yeah. Uh, another Smart. way to look at it is, you know, let's say um, you're, you, you're, you have $15,000 until you reach the next tax bracket. So you're, so that $15,000 you're going to pay 10% on before it bumps up to the next tax bracket, 12%. Or instead of going from 12, instead of paying 12% uh, on it, you, you're going to eventually pay 20% on it. This is the time to start looking at how much wiggle room do I have before I jump to the next tax bracket? Why don't I pay the taxes on it now, get it over with, and convert? And you could do that. And you could do that for any amount, as long as it's in your IRA. So this is awesome. a strategy that people use to avoid the RFDs and also add a new bucket of money, which is tax-free in the future. That's, awesome. That's RMD planning. Well, that's um, financial planning 101 right, right there. That's, uh, that's, why, that's why you're the man. And this is what you do to help your clients out. And I'm sure our listeners out there uh, are saying, hey, I, I want to do that. I want to take advantage of this, uh, be financially smart, uh, responsible, have enough money, uh, when I need it in retirement. So how do they get a hold of you? We're out of time for today's show. 
How can our listeners we can't out there... be out of time, Tony? I got four quick tips I got to give. I got to do it. I'm pulling right. the plug on you. All I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to pull your mic plug <laughs> if we need to. All right. Here we go. I want to do four tips and then you can I'll give you the number you can call if you want to do any of this. First uh, tip for RMDs, automate it so you don't miss it. Just set up, fill out the paperwork, say automatically send my RMD every year so I don't miss the deadline because that's a big 50% penalty. That's a simple way. Uh, second tip, you could take your distributions monthly, annually, however you want. Don't think you have to take it as one lump sum every time. And don't wait until December to take it. You know, a lot of people wait to the last minute, last hour to take it because sometimes it doesn't get processed in time. And whose fault is it if it doesn't get processed in time? Yours. So take it early and you could take it as a monthly. You're not required to take it as a one-time lump sum. Um, make sure your IRA is liquid at the time you need to take RMDs. Quick story, Tony. I had a client she was 75, I think, and she had all of her IRA money in a non-tradable REIT, real estate investment trust. She couldn't get at it. There was no liquidity. She would ask them and say, can you send me the money? And they say, no, no one's getting money. We're, we're locked down. We're in lockdown mode. And so the IRS doesn't care about that. They say, hey, it's worth 100000 You're supposed to take out, you know, six grand. We'll take the money out. And she's like, I can't. They won't, they won't release it. Whose fault is that? <laughs> the IRS doesn't care. <laughs> right. So make sure when you're investing your IRA money, it's not illiquid, meaning you can get at it when you need it. At least get the RMD out. And last tip, uh, here's a here's another mind blower, Tony. What about a reverse rollover? You always hear people saying, hey, roll your 401k out into an IRA. That's the thing to do. Maybe not. Because if you have a uh, 401k, you don't have to take IRA required minimum distributions from a 401k if you're still working. So if you're past 70 you're still working and you have an IRA, you can maybe, you have to look, check with your 401k administrator, you can maybe roll your IRA into the 401k so you're not required to take distributions from it. Mm, <laughs> tricky. <laughs> tricky. Tricky, tricky. Right? I'm full of tricky ideas. Anyway, uh -huh. if you're interested in any ideas, you want some more help with uh, requirement distributions, IRAs, IRS, RMDs, or if you want to talk REM, um, I have some pretty <laughs> good songs, right, Tom? Yeah, sure. What's your favorite REM song? Well, my favorite album overall is Automatic for the People. Uh, and then just any song on that. Something about Drive. Um, but Automatic for the People. That's perfect. Automate yeah. your RMD distribution there so you don't go. make mistakes. See? It automatic all for in. the People. Automatic. All right. Here's a number to call if you want some more info. It's 888-508-5935. We have a local office here in Clearwater. You can call 727-223-8454. Tony, you failed the quiz. I like the, uh, what would you call it? Really massive donut instead of requirement <laughs> yeah. of distribution. Right, right. I am not going to use that one, but well. I appreciate your effort <laughs> on it. Uh, <laughs> of course. And uh, again, thanks for helping me with today's show. And listeners, enjoy the rest of your day. And make sure you, you subscribe to our podcast. It's now on Spotify. Thank you for listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. Don't try to retire without a solid income plan. For more information, please contact Dan Wendell at Dolphin Financial Group. Call 888-508-5935 or visit the website at dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you.
The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.